Hello, and welcome to the Bookish Banter Podcast, where we'll be sharing our opinions about our favorite books, authors, and bookish impulse buys. Follow along on our journey to finishing and sharing our endless TBR. Go ahead and subscribe, leave us a review, and follow us on our Instagram and TikTok at the Bookish Banter Podcast. Let's get started. This episode contains spoilers from the entire Grishaverse, written by Lee Bardugo, and season one of the Shadow and Bone TV show. Hello, how's it going? Good. <laughs> you good over there? How are you? <laughs> Honestly, I'm not my best. I'm not my best. Amen to that. I feel like I had a lot more emotions about this whole thing than you guys did. And it was embarrassing because I had to share them with the public alone. Welcome to my life. Yeah. Yeah. We switched roles. I don't know where balanced a little bit. I don't know where the lack of enthusiasm came from, but let me tell you, I cried a lot watching this season. Meanwhile, the whole time I was like, it's all right. (laughs) You're like, it's fine. I'm okay. Listen, listen, listen. That last episode, Grace, did you cry? We'll just start from the end. Okay, great. All right. I'm fine now. I'm fine now. I teared up a little. Teared up a little? Yeah. I didn't like shed a tear, but I did tear up a little. And I feel like that's that's asking a lot. I did my part. (laughs) That is asking a lot. I'm just going to say it though. We'll get it. (laughs) We'll get there. I'm just, I'm just saying, I really felt like there was no emotion from the group. I was embarrassed. We did have a little mini watch party. I watched the first episode six times. No joke. I'm fine. Everything is fine. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, if you're here, we're talking about Shadow and Bone season two with my two best friends. And new co-hosts. We actually hate Tatiana. Yeah. (laughs) We're actually just here for clout. We were forced to be here today. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) It's Tiffany and Grace. Welcome to the shit show. Hello. Uh, out of a five-star rating system, what would you rate season one? Five stars out of a five-star system? A whole a whole ass five. A whole ass five? Yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah. I would okay. say four or five. Four or five? Uh, with the books, what would you rate collectively? Like the Shadow and Bone series, Six of Crows, and King of Scars duology. We've read all the books. So what would you rate Shadow and Bone? Just yeah, so people three know stars. Shadow and Bone? Yeah, just Shadow and Bone, the trilogy. Like 3.9. Solid. I give him a 3 or a 3.5, depending on which book we're talking about. Yeah, I would say the same. What about Six of Crows? Yeah. Five stars. Five stars. Yeah. Five stars. <laughs> I just want to let people Correct. know what they're getting into before we get too far into it. Just prepare them. Okay, what about the King of Scars duology? Ooh, four and a half. I thought their endings were kind of weird, but I didn't like being in that realm. So I don't know. I had mixed feelings about it. Fair. I would also say four and a half. She just went sideways. <laughs> really fell right off the edge of the cliff there. Yeah. Much like this season. Yeah. This was like, this was so chaotic. And half the time it made literally no sense. Yeah. So I went to her signing and she said that she was super involved. I think a lot of people know this, but she was super involved in season one, like there every day, helping with production, like kind of walking the director through like her image. And then she said for the second season, she was not very involved. So I have a feeling she kind Mm -hmm. of just said, this is the entire storyline between all the books that are involved. And they ran with that because this season had King of Scars, Rule of Wolves, Crooked Kingdom, Six of Crows, like Siege and Storm, Ruin and Rising. (laughs) 
the language of Florence. I don't even know. Like, no, literally. Like, what the fuck? A little bit of Lee. Where were you, girl? Did you approve this? Did you approve this? I want to know. Her money and I respect. We bounced around a lot, but I felt like we had to bridge a lot of plot gaps. If that makes sense. Like, I have a problem with bridge between all of them. Yeah. My big issue, I think, with the show is more so this season than last season. I feel like if you haven't watched the book, you have no idea what's going on. Yes. Yeah. I would love to hear from someone who has not read the books and watched the show. Did you actually yeah. enjoy it? So because my, I am not an unbiased watching. opinion. Yeah. we're not, Nobody here is unbiased. We actually are biased. That's our, that's our MO. <laughs> Incredibly so. We are the worst. So my boyfriend's never read the books and he would like pause it and be like, what is happening here? Can you explain this? And I, I think I'm sure like your, like your husband was the same way at certain points. Mm -hmm. And like my mom, I need to talk to my mom because she watched the whole thing and I have never told her any spoilers. So I need to see what she thought, but she was definitely like, she was like, I don't really understand where they went with that and how that's going to go. And she did have some opinions that I think were a little interesting and I might agree. So should we get into it? Yeah. Yes, we Will shall. Will was very uh Will was very confused. She was like, "What the hell's a fold?" And I'm like, <laughs> "Jesus Christ, Will." I'm like, "We're past that." That's We're so that was that. season 1. So Move they on. did go back and I don't know if anyone's watched recently, but if you go back and rewatch season 1, there is like a little cartoon snippet of Ben Barnes voiceover sort of explaining like who the dark heretic is, how the fold happened, and I think it's because a lot of people were like, "The fuck is actually going on here?" So I yeah. do appreciate that, but at the same time, it's like you guys should have done better storytelling. I'm just throwing that out there. That's just my thought. <laughs> so the very beginning, I thought was vibey. We start out with Alina having like dreams or whatever. They're like trying to get into Ravka. She figures out it's not a dream. <laughs> this is just a side note. I'd love to know who paid to make sure there was a llama on every season. I do really appreciate that. <laughs> I don't know where that thought came from, but I have it. And then I forgot everything else that happened in the first episode. <laughs> yeah. That one is really chaotic, and I do almost like that they kind of brought in the Crooked Kingdom, like, idea, because I was, we kind of talked about this previously, but, like, where were they going to go with the crows, like, coming back to Ketterdam? And so it made sense that that was the plot point that they drove home, but at the same time, we don't know Kaz's backstory, and we don't know, like, who who Pekka is to him and how important he is. And they tried to explain mm-hmm. it, but I almost wish we would have gotten that in, like, season one, or there was, just do something else with the crows, like. Exactly. You could have made it up. Well, like, it didn't have to be what it was. Especially because then they throw in the fact that the other guy and the dregs, are, they're not a part of that at all. Yes. And I so I felt like they should have done that first and then proceeded into doing the whole P.E.K.K.A. thing. Yeah, and so, they made yeah, that mistake yeah. in the first season by giving him the Crow Club already and not making him like a member of the dregs. And that kind of bummed me out because I really like the idea of Kaz and his like rise to fame. And we don't get Jesper or Inej's backstory at any point in time in here still. Mm-hmm. Like what Except about Inej? Her trauma is just as important. Get like a really big part of Jesper right off the bat and being a duress. Right. Like, and that part right too. Right off like, the bat. That was and a in huge plot point in the book. That was a yeah. big deal in the book. And yeah. he just sort of, yeah, yes. Yeah, I didn't. He just well, looks at Kaz and is like, "How'd you know?" And you're like, ah. "I had like a meltdown. I won't lie. I cried. I cried at that moment because I was like, this is going to be such a big thing.' And it was like three seconds long, and I was kind of upset about it. But I will say, like in the first season too, they didn't really mention like 
I wish there was a better breakdown of like the orders because they only mentioned Durast one time in season one. And you don't really know that like David is also a Durast and like what each of them do. Like you kind of get, okay, obviously Zoya does like the wind, but you're like, what is a Durast? And like, they don't explain that at all. And then he just sort of brings it up casually in that scene. And you're like, okay. I feel like they do explain it in season one when they're talking about David though. Do they? Yeah, I think so. I'm pretty sure. Tiffany? You know, I have wait. zero memories, so because I don't know. He, like creates everything for them, you know. Yeah, but they have like the kid that okay that kid that they bring up. He's like a chemist, or like he's not a Darius, but he's a part of the materialikis. But he's the like chemist version. So it's like I always thought David was that guy. I actually didn't realize he was a Darius. I won't lie. Yeah, I blacked that out. <laughs> I've forgotten. Um, yeah. But no, I thought that part was going to be way more important than it was. And I did really like that we got Nikolai like really early on and that the we got the interaction between the two of them. Mm-hmm. But he looked goofy as hell in that fucking outfit. <laughs> so bad. I was like, yo, what? That popped collar was horrendous. It looks cool <laughs> on Freddy, but. It's like ugly ass bowler hat. I was like, stop, please stop. That hair should not have a hat on it. That's what, I feel like that's Jesper's thing that he always says, but. He's obsessed with hats, but yeah, yeah, I don't know. I appreciate that they didn't put the fake nose on him because I don't know what it is. That is like the one thing I remember from Siege and Storm that like pissed me off the whole time. I don't remember that at all. That part is disguise. Yeah, but it's like burned in my memory of him like having this fake ass nose. Like, well, I wish he had it anyway. <laughs> that goofy motherfucker. Because they did. Okay, I really think that they we're kind of doing like a throwback or whatever, like a key in to the readers when he said, oh, maybe from the profile, like that line. I was like, okay, yes. you get it. But you didn't give him a fake nose and he has no fucking disguise. Like this man is just showing up here looking like his regular ass self. Anyone could know who he is. And yeah. literally anyone. He's but like, I'm, no, no, I'm, I'm a privateer. Not and the then we get to like the reveal of him being Nikolai and everybody's like, oh. And he was like, jacket off. It's me. And I was like, no, you had like different hair, a different nose. You look like a totally different person. I think you had fake eyebrows. Like immediately. No, his hair was a different color too. I think. Yeah. Honestly, the funniest part of that in the show is when like, he has literally no disguise. And when it's revealed who he is, he sheds off his coat to reveal yet another heavy coat beneath. How long <laughs> was he wearing that? How Are you long? Sweating? <laughs> yes. Is yeah. that I I mean I don't yeah and like how do you not look bulky bro like you that's a huge ass coat <laughs> nobody questioning and nothing it has like all the tassels and military like regalia on it and he's just like excuse me pardon me let me just take this off get a little bit more comfy hey guys <laughs> it's me and everybody's like wow oh my god wow. how did I not know they all bow I will I will not lie and none of you are allowed to lie either when they said his full ass name, I did get chills. I didn't cry. So did oh, I. Correct. So did yeah. I. It was like a like a proud moment. I'm like, yeah. oh my god, it's my baby Nikolai. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, baby Nikolai. Oh, the the general of something that I don't know the words for. Mm. <laughs> this very long title that I could clap. never say. <laughs> yeah, this, his whole ass name. Yeah, I really, I did like, I did enjoy that part, and I like that we got an interaction with the crows like really early on between the two of them. But I, it was just so chaotic. And like, I, I don't know. There was a lot of really good lines in the first episode. And I was shocked that they did the whole blow up the Crow Club, like, first episode. But yeah. when he says, <laughs> the barrel the was barrel. not made for kings. It was made for bastards. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it ends on that. I just watched that episode. So good. Yeah. He, like, walks away, like, all cool. 
hair flipping. I love it. I will say this cast has me in a chokehold. I don't even care if this season sucked. <laughs> I love them. I liked a good like three quarters of this season. There was like only a few things that I didn't like. Yeah. We deserved more Matthias. That's all I have to say. Yeah. I was actually, well, and it's weird because in the book, like you don't get a ton of him and like, like him and Hellgate, but obviously this is supposed to be set in that like weird time frame beforehand. Yeah. Yeah. But I agree. Like, I think those, those moments and those scenes could have been longer or he could have gotten more of them. And also homeboy could have fought a little harder to save his Selby. Okay. Just throwing that out there. I love him. I was just staring at his abs. Like. And his hairy chest, just like, oh my God. that's my man. <laughs> also, that was a whole ass coyote. That was not a wolf. I'm just kidding. But no, they were, uh, they were wolves. They were wolves. I saw the videos afterwards. Listen, no, I've wolves, never seen sir. a wolf before, but that was a husky. I mean, you guys have to think about how giant he is, though. Yeah. No, I, the wolves are small. Yes. Yeah. He's like, ginormous. In the book, they're supposed to be the size of a pony. So you could have sprung for a bigger husky. I'm just throwing that out there. <laughs> I agree. I think there was a little bit, there definitely could have been more there. And like, I think his interactions with Pekka were kind of weird. Like, I got it. But at the same time, it was like, why? Who, Matthias? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like when he goes and talks to him afterwards and he's like, oh, let me know when you want to be angry or something. And he was like, mm-hmm. I want to feel something. And I was like, what are you feeling though, bro? Like, are you Pristina? Rage. Also, yeah. like, why is Pekka even in jail? I just, I don't understand. My biggest beef with the show yeah. is how they mixed in the crows because they fucked it all up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's not even really, like, he's in jail and then he's running the fights. And you're like, why are you even here? <laughs> are you really in jail? Are you really doing, like, the work? How hard would it yeah. have been to just follow the storyline of them fighting for basically a better prison cell? I don't know if they get better food or what. They but do. how hard is that to just put that in there? You're, like, paying this man all this money to mm-hmm. be on TV, you don't you don't need to do that. Yeah, his whole storyline was so weird to me because it could have been longer and it could have been shorter and it did not need to be in this season. That's mm-hmm. how I feel. I think that's they really about Pekka. You could have yeah, done more for Matias. Okay, good. I was like, they could have done more for Matias. They fucked that up. Absolutely. But Pekka's line, like, I really, I don't know. I really like him as an actor, but I think they did a good job of him being really subtle in the beginning of the first season and mm-hmm. like making him the bad, but they like could have made him an actual villain in this and i feel like there was too many things going on that they didn't have a chance to and he's like mm-hmm. in three episodes and then you're like here there's this kalish prince and then oh wait let's kidnap his kid and like they they brought that whole thing in but it's really only like 20 minutes of the whole season and you're like that is so instrumental into that entire se- like book of crooked kingdom right well they really if we're gonna talk about like things being really in like small and kind of insignificant them finding the sea whip took like four seconds oh my god literally like it was so that's an entire book i have beef i have beef with that scene yo i have so much beef tiny incorrect is all i have to say that whole scene was awful stupid also she oh my god i just have so many thoughts yeah i was really annoyed by that too because i feel like there's such a moment in the book where her and nikolai kind of create this mutual understanding and she sort of starts to see like how important it could be to have these like political alliances even though she doesn't know at the time like he is the heir but she sort of starts to see that like there are options here and she has people that will fight for her and then she sort of starts to have these like feelings for him and we didn't get that and like i think Patty did a really good job of portraying Nikolai's character really well and like being that guy that's like kind of in love with Alina but I didn't believe her you know what I mean that Mm -hmm. she was like oh I'll marry you and like in the book they really like each other 
Yeah. And she the whole time she's just like sucking face with Mal, which by the way, saucy. It was a bit much. The first episode when they kissed, I was like, oh, you are joking. We had to wait <laughs> literally 900 pages for this in the first like trilogy. <laughs> saucy. So I, I literally wrote a note that said spicy with all caps. Oh my God, this is so funny. YA. But no, I, and like, I did appreciate that she did stay true because Mal is the worst character. He's so fucking boring. He's awful in the book. But I feel like we miss so much in the very beginning of the season of them actually building a relationship because they did it really well with the Darkling in like one or two episodes. Like she was in love with him. I believed it. He was in love with her. I believed oh, they it. They have really good chemistry, I think. I, yes. I think, I feel like, and think both of them together. I both think and feel. Yeah, I think. Girl. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like he just has really good chemistry with most people, but he can have really good chemistry with me. We like have chemistry through the TV sometimes. God damn. <laughs> Woo! But yeah, I just, I don't know. Yeah, I really I miss like... that. Did you feel yeah. the same way, Tiffany? Do you feel like we missed out on like the connection between Alina and Nikolai in this versus like her and the Darkling? Like they definitely could have built that relationship, but I feel like we missed out on that because they didn't give it and them collectively Absolutely at the very beginning, like screen time. Yeah. I feel like they probably were just trying to build that very dramatic thing with like Mal at the end. Like we were supposed to like really be into like, oh my God, he has to die. Uh, you know? Yeah. But like, I would have been okay with that. Yeah. Fuck that guy. He could die. What? <laughs> Mal on the books is the biggest idiot. Like he is the worst love interest to ever be written. Mal in the TV show. We're kind of cool, but I still dislike him. But like, kind of cool. It irritated me because, and I know I just like keep going in on it. So there's a whole plot point in the books where Nikolai and Alina are engaged. And they show you in the show the Lansov Emerald several times and literally give it zero purpose. Like that's the whole point in the books is that he's giving her this ring because he's proposing to her and she says yes. They did not do that in the show. Yes. I And I hated like, I think there was a lot of Easter eggs to the readers in this, but it could have just easily been explained. Like it wouldn't have been that much effort for them to say, this is the family jewel. But like Jenya says it where she's like, oh, I wanted emeralds. You know, when she has that conversation with David, RIP. And like, you know, he has it on his jacket and like he proposes her, like that could have been a way bigger plot and like explained and it wouldn't have taken that much effort. And they didn't, you know what I mean? Yep. Is that what you were saying? Yet another thing that they fucked up. Yeah. Yet another thing. <laughs> I would like to say if we get one more creature morphing with another fucking person, which I'm sure we'll get in the next one when Zoya, spoiler alert, turns into a goddamn dragon. Despicable. Disgusting. Or better Don't... yet, when Nikolai turns into a literal demon. Ew. Also, I wanted to see baby Nikolai as a Volcra, okay? <laughs> I was excited about that. Like, just the end. I was like... I wanted to see that motherfucker with talons and they were like, you know what we're going to do? We're going to turn you into shadow. <laughs> <laughs> well, it gets progressively worse. Gross. So I feel like it's Gross. definitely going to. And I get it. Like, I think it's easier. And they did make the Volker really ugly, but I definitely wanted to see him as like this half Volkra creature. And like that part was very brushed over. Like my mother literally was like, why did he turn into a shadow? And I was like, did you miss that part? <laughs> they held him up and it was like a whole. And like that part. Is so big in the books where he turns into that for like an entire ass book. Mm -hmm. He's just running around, flapping his little wings, <laughs> being the king. Like, I just, there were so many parts in here that could have easily been explained and weren't. And I will say, like, not to change the subject, but Toya and Tamar, they nope. did not say their name <laughs> until like episode seven. 
they were there, but they did not say their name until like episode seven. And I was like, where, what happened to the original plot of the movie? Also, why did they never say their line? They have one like, fucking line. Oh my God, they had yeah. their little necklaces and they because, never said the line. Uh, because they named the, the two episodes after it. Is that yeah, what well, they about? did that? They did no mourners, no funerals. And if they can do that, they can do despise yeah, your yeah. heart. I have no heart. That is right. You are correct. I know. <laughs> I know. <She> knows. <laughs> <laughs> that I, I love I loved them so much. I think they did a really good job with casting, but her little nasty ass shark tooth in the back oh of the ear. Stop, stop it. Stop. I liked merging. it. I thought it looked sick. <laughs> I thought it looked cool. <laughs> <laughs> And then they did this. I was like, this bitch is, has a bracelet. Do not morph some talons like scales into her arm. Disgusting. <laughs> they just Disgusting. Went, right. Oh, I did body. like the part where David was like, when we merged you with the stag, you remember? And she was like, bitch. She's like, how could I forget? <laughs> Traumatizing. Oh, that's right. Yes. Of course you remember. I it's fucking nasty. love it. I just would like them to stop merging animals with other people, like I was saying earlier. But I, I just feel like if you didn't know who they were before you didn't get their character and i hated that and i hated like the relationship with nikolai and them like you just didn't understand how like important he mm -hmm. was like Sturmhan, like you didn't get how important he was and like how he was this like famous privateer and we we got his line why did we not get theirs i'm back on that so sorry okay seriously i will say though i did really like that in this season and i i know i always go back to the same thing but i did really like that they finally showed Kaz for who he is because in the first season you know he does some dark things but this season he is like absolutely feral he is yeah. unfucking hinged and that is the Kaz Brecker from the books that is what we asked for did you see my notes that I wrote because I literally where is it I literally put Kaz looking absolutely feral <laughs> absolutely when that guy took his whole cane and whopped a chair over someone's fucking head with it. Wait, I, like, I took so many notes from that fucking scene. I, in all caps, put cane fight. Cane and then I put the guy that yes. was like, he stabs in the leg. He goes, my leg. And Kaz goes, I recommend a cane. I was like. I was sitting on the floor rocking love back you. and forth that no. whole scene. Love you. Love you. so cane. good. I don't know if you guys noticed, though. This is also not part of it. But the cane he had in the beginning of the season and the cane he had at the end. Did you guys notice that they changed it? Yeah, because it matches my tattoo perfectly. Yes. Mm -hmm. Almost exactly. That's so crazy. That was sick. I was like, this is the full evolution, like live crow, dead crow. Life is hard. I don't know. This what's is happening. the Kaz we wanted. This also, is the Kaz we asked for. Props to your tattoo artist for literally pulling that out like yeah. before the show even started. The old Kaz Seriously. cannot come to the phone right now. <laughs> Why? Um. Because he's dead. And, like, we did get that line, which I thought was beautiful, where he was, like, two of them died and one of them came back. And I was like, oh, oh my yeah. God. Also, that guy that plays Pekka must be tiny as fuck. I know I've said this before, but he must be a short little dude because every time he's in a scene with another human being, he is so oh, tiny. They're all really tall. Yeah. They're like, all I, above six feet. It explains why he acts the way he does. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Napoleon syndrome. Short men. Yeah. Yes. He's cool. Irish, so it makes sense, but... He also, yeah. him standing next to Callahan, which is going to look like a tiny person anyway. Yeah. Yes. That. that man. I mean, that man is like seven feet tall. Any person that stands next to him looks like a tiny little person, and I want that to be me. <laughs> and I want that tiny person to be me. <laughs> Listen. Oh, oh my God. I'm so thirsty for him. 
I, I really just, I'm thirsty for both him and Danielle. I'm not even gonna lie. I'll thruple it. Like, I just love them so much. <laughs> I volunteer. <laughs> I volunteer as tribute. Speaking of being really thirsty, but I would just like to say, Noah Sebastian from Bad Omens and uh, Freddie as Kaz have the same haircut. <laughs> and it's like yes. my favorite thing on planet Earth. Yeah, you're not wrong. And it's like... I noticed that today because he just got a haircut and I was like, my That's two worlds are colliding. <laughs> but yeah, okay. I just had to, I just had to include. Yeah, absolutely. Always it. Bad Omens reference. Tiffany, yeah. any thoughts? Are you thirsty for them as well? Uh, yeah, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> I would. Noah Sebastian says jump and I say fucking how high. When, bitch, okay. when? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I, I Kaz in this season was hot every moment I like I love I love Freddie Carter I think he does such a good job and I really liked Kaz in last season but there were so many moments in here where I was like oh my 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 <laughs> Grace quite literally spit out her drink <laughs> <laughs> okay let's talk about Jesper and Wyland really quickly and what did you guys think about casting for Wyland their relationship dynamic like how, did, how were your thoughts there I loved the actor that they chose for Wyland, I don't know his name, but, but I think he did a really good job. The only thing that I feel negative about is that they like had them having slept together or something like that before all of this comes together. And I thought that was very odd. And it kind of shifted that dynamic because you get a certain, you know, yes. that build up that dust girls moment, you know, and yes. we didn't get that. I... I agree. And one, and also I kind of liked the moment where Jesper figures it out and they're getting shot at. And he's like, oh, wait, you bought me a Stroop waffle. And I was like, oh my God, stop. This is so cute. But at the same time, yeah, <laughs> like, it like sort of fighting takes... for their lives. Yeah. And and like Wyland is literally, he was so good at his character, but I almost kind of felt like that, like, I agree with you there. That was weird. But they also made their dynamic a little strange because Jack Wolf, I think they're very similar in age, but like Jesper almost seemed older in this season and he seemed really young. Yeah. And I know that he's he young in the very book, young. but he, yes, he felt very, very young. And I agree with you. Like that part where they've met before was like kind of weird because it seems like Wyland is really innocent. And it's like, there were so many lines in here where just, I just, I like, I'm overwhelmed. The line where Jesper says, I like the chaos. I like my like soul broke. And I was like, this is so accurate. And like, I just love the dynamic between the two of them. But I almost felt like what, like the guy that played Wylan in the way that he portrayed his character was almost too young for how old Jesper felt in this season. That was a yeah. lot. That's fair. That's well, very well, yeah, he looks, yeah. He I looks mean, like he's, 14. He's also supposed to be 16 in the book. Right. And Jesper's like 18 or 19. Like they're, they're close. Matthias is the oldest. He's, he's, he's 17 19. in the book. Right. Ooh. Yeah, Matthias is the oldest for sure. And I think that Kaz, yeah, I think Jesper's 17. 17. And I think Kaz, like, yeah, obviously he looks more mature because he's gone through some crazy shit. And like, I think they do a good job. Like, Inej does feel whatever that age they were trying to make her feel like. I'm assuming they aged them all up like five years. Like, I assume that Inej feels that like 20 age, like 20, mm -hmm. 21 age or 19, or whatever. And same with Jesper. But like, Wyland felt really young. And I know that's his character because he is the youngest crow. And but he's I. Naive. Yeah, mm -hmm. it was almost like it almost made me like I don't know. I was a little thrown off that they hadn't pre-met. I liked how Jesper discovered it, but at the same time, I was like, ugh, ugh, please don't taint Wyland. He's so innocent. Yeah, yeah. You could have given us that enemies to lovers moment. You could have built it, and I I loved the moment where they said 
you know, like, how did you learn about all of this? And he said, oh, I worked at the tannery. So I know we didn't get his origin story in the same way that it is in the book, but I like that they threw that back and said it and mm -hmm. like recognized it. But yeah, it was, a, it was abrupt. But at the same time, when he met with Kaz the first time, what were your guys' thoughts? Like when Kaz comes in and is like, hey, thanks for the phosphorus bomb. Oh, yeah. He's like, that one really worked. Thanks. Almost got my ass kicked by the Darkling, you know, casual. That scene is epic. It will live um, rent free in my mind. <laughs> also, remember we were talking about how he, he was playing the piano and we're like, doesn't he play flute? Yeah. He plays the he flute. He plays the flute in the first episode. Yes. They make a point in the book to say that he does not know how to play the piano. Like it's a joke. It's a running joke in the book. Oh. Versus in the I... show, he plays it well. Yeah. Yeah. I dug through the book the other day because I was like, I'm going to find everything wrong with this. <laughs> I am done with you. Clearly I did. <laughs> Between not and finishing Red Rising because you have so much time on your hands. Yeah, Tiffany's savage for any increase. <laughs> She's really in it for the pain. Yeah. I, okay, let's talk. We'll just like dive into them a little bit and then we can go back to being chaotic. But the part where where Jesper is trying to like recover from calling Wyland like or what Wyland thinks he's saying he's dumb because he can't read right mm -hmm. I thought that that moment was so beautifully done because I don't know if you guys knew this or if we talked about it before or not but for those that don't know the line that Jesper says where he says this isn't a gift it's a curse is like the line from his dad in the book mm -hmm. and like my little soul was like <laughs> crumbling <laughs> And and while and he's trying to like oh, explain to so Wyland, sad. I don't remember that part. Oh yeah, it's it's like a direct quote from his dad because he says it. He's like, it's not a it's not a blessing, it's a curse. And he's trying to like recover. And I thought that that scene was done really well, and the way that they portrayed that like conversation was beautiful. And it was just like so real and emotional. And I liked how they did it, and that they didn't make like a huge deal of it but at the same time it was something that was brought up like multiple times like right he you figure out he can't read and then they have a conversation about it and then they kind of fight about it and then he almost dies and then you're like oh my god eat a butterfly and then he's like i, I want to eat butterflies with you for the rest of my life ah <laughs> well they also talk jesper also in the beginning when he's like why the fuck are you part of our squad like there's much more qualified people yes. which is also in the book but he's like shouldn't you go to university and wyland just like looks off like <laughs> off screen and is just like this is awkward. Anyway, and he like continues it on. I just thought that was funny. I thought that was cute too. They did a Why lot of really good Jesper. <laughs> yeah, we know. We know where you were supposed to be, Jesper. Okay. <laughs> and it's not here, sir. We know why you are gambling. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I have a quick question because it's been a while since I read the book, like two years. The Shuhan scene where they're going to find the sword, that shit's made the fuck up, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Great. Yes, they made that shit up. They took it to add in the saints from the lives of saints. Yeah. Okay. And Lee herself was like, they added this, and I thought it was so crazy and good. And I was like, this made literally no sense. It was super pointless. <laughs> I was so angry in that scene because there are four Grisha on the crow's side, mm -hmm. and this bitch is just wiping the floor with you. And I know she's really old, but at the same time, Zoya I was like, shows up. She Sorry. still gets her ass kicked. And I was yeah. like, Zoya is like one of the most powerful like Grisha of her time or like the most skilled I should say and she was just wiping the floor with her I was yeah. like, meanwhile Kaz comes through and he's like is this your husband <laughs> <laughs> at least it was accurate in like his sleuthing skills yeah you know like hey girl just hey taking everybody's family members and being like holding a gun to them basically it's like you better stop or he gets it <laughs> 
Yeah, she's like murdering everyone. And he's like, guess who I found? You're literally wheels him out husband. of the house. He's like, I was just about to make them some tea. And I was like, were you? <laughs> I was just about to take his wheelchair and roll it into the nearest lake. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe take an eye. Yeah, like I was that about to take his cane and throw a chair at him. Human. He was human. That... Also, we need to talk about him having a full-blown mental breakdown in the back of a wagon. Oh, my God. That scene, I I mean, like... And then Jesper started having a full-blown meltdown because Kaz was having a meltdown. And Jesper's like, get us out! Get us out! The dynamics between the crows is unreal. Like, for a yeah. cast that's only been together for two seasons of a show is unbelievable because he, that was so accurate to their characters. And I feel like mm-hmm. they did such a good job with that part. And it's like... Only would Jesper be, like, making fucking jokes while, like, Kaz is having a meltdown. Mm -hmm. And I love that it goes from that, like, and it's the attention to detail for me, like, where he's, like, boss, boss, Kaz. And you're, like, oh, fuck. Like, this is not good when he, like, actually calls him by his name, you know? Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, he, like, cracks jokes, but you could tell he's obviously, like, uncomfortable. Yeah. Ugh. That part was, yeah. Kaz's backstory made me really sad I almost wish they did it a little differently. Do you guys feel the same? Yeah, mm-hmm. I wish that they had shown him riding his brother's dead body back to shore. That's exactly what I thought. <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> Too sad. That's fucked up, but <laughs> that's the sad. reason he has the trauma. <laughs> yes, that is the show part it, show that... it off. <laughs> that is the part that I was missing because I get it that it was gross, but I I really feel like that is like insurmountable evidence of his like issues, and they really missed the mark on not including that. Well, they only really have that big one like overhead shot of him like laying on his brother, and yes. his brother's clearly dead. But I think that's yeah. it. And like, if you haven't read it, you don't know how he ended up there. Until, like, episode six, where they're, like, they didn't burn the bodies. They, like, sent them out. And you're, like... Mm-hmm. Well, uh, Wyland says that in, like, yeah. the third episode, I think. I just watched it. All right. Three episodes. Okay, let's talk about the actual Shadow and Bone people for, like, a quick minute. Can we talk about their astral projection? Yes. Because I saw a girl on TikTok being, like, how are they going to do this that's not Kylo Ren and Ray? It is and- Kylo Ren and Ray. It's uh, 100%. Like, you can't not do it like them because that's such a big thing. Well, I almost liked it better. I don't know if you feel the same way, but I liked the way that they did it better than it was described in the book because the book was... I We had this conversation, like, three yeah. years ago when all of us were reading this. We were like, this is so fucking weird. I don't understand what's happening. So I'm glad that they did it in that way, but my boyfriend literally turned to me and went, so, uh, Star Wars? And I was like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I feel like they're just pretty commonly like overlapping yeah. fan like not fandoms but like i feel like Style. audience wise you know people thirsty for ben barnes people thirsty for adam, adam driver. driver it's not a big leap <laughs> yeah, yeah but so. doesn't he do it in the book like he yeah. goes to her in her dreams and stuff like that yeah but, but it's it, the same he like shows up as like a concept fucking ghosty ghost like he's not like remember the he has a scene where he like puts the candle out and yeah. then it goes to her and then the candle's actually out. But so in the book, it was yeah. like he was like a ghost. I think it was pretty similar, but I just, I always felt like, I think we had that conversation where we were like, this is super weird. Mm-hmm. How are they going to like portray this at any point in time? Yeah, it's just hard because there's only one option. Yeah. I did like that they met in the fold in the tent and there was like a whole moment there. 
mm-hmm. you were like full circle that was, it was nice. like a flashback kind of. yeah i thought that was nice almost you know keeping his mom in the cave honestly bagra mvp of the shadow and bone team like if i had to pick one person that i would see for the rest besides david would be bagra yeah she's a savage i'm obsessed with her she's She's like you kept me in this stupid ass thing for this fucking long with this crazy chick also is she made up yeah because i literally put in my notes what's with this weird goth minion chick (laughs) and the other guy right the chemist he's made up right can we agree on that i'm pretty sure yeah i don't understand why did he like create this army i don't think he had that in the book i don't think so either where they were like remember is rule of wolves i think where he has those like cult minion people but that's so we it. were talking about this because i was like i didn't realize i forgot that like the actual darkling dies and mm-hmm. she had tiffany had to correct me they like resurrect him and he like possesses someone else's body i fucking right? blacked that out i don't His remember like yuri or something yeah yeah yuri which is so stupid i don't remember him having the army either and i was i i don't mind the like david replacement because i think it was supposed to show that like we we want to like david and obviously he has to do some questionable things like in ruin and rising i think is where mm-hmm. he does like a lot of weird shit and you're not really sure but i was kind of pissed that they didn't do the fight at the little palace like it I is in the was... book i don't know if you remember yeah. that i thought it was supposed to be at his place the spinning wheel yeah no in ruin and rising they fight at there the is little one palace. there bagger dies at the other place yeah the palace is where the his brother nikolai's brother gets Wow. yeah is in the second book i think yeah but they like have a big battle there where they fight the darkling and like the nichiboya and i think mm-hmm. that it wasn't that that ball scene is at the little palace not is that the big palace the regular palace the palace mm-hmm. perhaps the little palace the little palace the and they right? fight because no. i remember like a bunch of people die that we knew from the first season that they didn't even bother to bring in and they have that big battle there also what's his what's his face lost his arm he loses his arm in king of scars i really liked her brother but i thought it was super fucked up when he his arm is hurt and then genya was like oh well he just or maybe it was zoya someone says like oh he just has to be as strong as you are and she was like he's not and i was like yeah that was she pulled out some savage yeah like when she first shows up and she sees alina she's like are you expecting an apology and alina was like (laughs) and i was like there she is she's crazy listen the actor who plays the uh king the actual king or the actual heir mm-hmm. is so creepy mm-hmm. he did so a good creepy. job of being weird yes they, he did a great job and they ripped so his ready ass. for him to get whacked and they ripped so his ass ready for him ass. to just <laughs> yeah flaps for that because i was like finally shit this guy is annoying <laughs> annoying and we just i just really want my boo to like step it up you know bring benny ben in here you know i yeah oh i will say i would like to point this out i know we're never in order and slash all over the place the part where the zemini defendant this is like the very beginning where her and mal are like in no visa thank you when they're there and the zemini are like protecting them from the first army that scene was so well done and like Mm -hmm. that gave me chills and i think they did such a good job with that and it was like i love that we got like so many different like, we got to finally see, like, the Shu and the Zemini and, like, all the different people that they've talked about in the previous seasons. I like that we got those. Man, I will say, though, I love Tilia and Tamar. My, literally, my favorite scene in the entire show 
Other, well, just kidding. That's not true. My second favorite scene in the entire show is when I think it's Tamar, Tolia, it's Tolia, just kidding, comes through and he's like, guess who, bitch? And like takes out this entire group of people. <laughs> I I love him. I love both of them, actually. I'm like really happy with them. But yeah, he was top tier in this. Yeah. And I wish, I'm glad we got more of him, I feel like, than her. yes and no with the crows i am okay little tangent i'm not as happy with where they took the storylines for the love interest parts as i thought i would be like for example him and inej i'm like not happy about that i feel like that was like a friend like a friend look she also got like stood up by kaz like five times (laughs) But yeah, that she is the did point. They all have all so of So I you. feel like she just needs somebody to be We're nice not. to her for like five minutes. I know, yeah, but he like garbage. I think they're gonna turn that into something. I think he's gonna be her love interest because he gave some googly ass eyeballs to her when they were boarding that fucking ship at the very end. And I was like, no. I feel like they're just trying to make him very like he, he's supposed to be very romantic, like into poetry and all this, and just like all right, everybody writes like impressed with her. Yeah, write this down though. Her. When they end up together next season, and you guys are shocked, I'll eat my words. I don't care. Remember this moment. <laughs> I'll eat my words. I will uh, literally break my TV. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's gonna happen. It's happening. Like I, they're gonna. It's them. You don't think so? You really don't think they're gonna end up together? No. No. Why would they do that? I'm pulling the audience. I'm putting a poll in this episode right now because yeah. I need to know if you guys think that Inej... Be, I don't know. I do not know. But the second that she saved his life, he looked at her with googly eyes. And he was <laughs> I like, did not notice that. That's funny. I noticed it the fourth time I watched the season. So, you know, it's <laughs> one of those ones you could like miss. smirking at her. Yeah. Yeah. He gave her the googly eyes. And then when they got on the ship at the very end, he was like... I think he respects her. I think he likes her like likes her in an inappropriate way you think he wants to disrespect her yes i think he wants to break <laughs> her back <laughs> what does she say i think we could go on a walk together and walk all over me <laughs> what is that one? i think the girl just needs a little bit of attention because yeah i think she wants to go on a walk gives her about that much and then just goes <laughs> bye and he leaves which is hope granted, that's good enough for you he's got I some demons it. it's all you're gonna but... get yeah, I do really like that Tamar and Nadia, mm-hmm. Nadia, and like, I like that that's a relationship. Like, I think that's a really fun dynamic. And I like that we got a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. And that kind of brings in, like, I think a lot of the people that we want to remember are important, are going to continue to be important. So I like that they kind of paired them together. But how does this bitch Mal just walk off into the sunset? How? Explain to me why he is going to be Sturmhund. I don't understand. Yeah. Oh, it's like the prince's bride. The captain's always changing. No is one that... knows who he is. Yeah. But is that a real thing in Rapka? <laughs> no, I'm just saying that's yeah, what yeah. It, the vibes it gives me. So yeah. definitely... in the book, Mal stays with Alina. There was literally no reason for them to do this. They could have cut them out because nobody likes them anyway. <laughs> Absolutely. And I, okay, I will say the ending, like, I like that they brought it in and I'm glad that, and I know we talked about this before. I actually forgot the entire plot of Six of Crows. I know that they break into the ice court and that was the whole thing, but I forgot what they were looking for. So I'm glad that they reminded me at the very end of this. And I, it makes sense how they brought it full circle, but it doesn't make sense that you spent an entire season making out with Mal, having sex with him, which by the way, let's talk about that scene in one quick minute and a severed hand. (laughs) 
And then at the end of it, you're just going to have his bitch ass walk away. Yeah. No sense to me. None. You know what also makes no sense? The fact that Alina kept her magic. Why does she still have her powers? And why are they dark? They're probably going to probably to prolong because they can't just get rid of them. Like, Are they getting rid of Ben? I'm just asking for a friend and that friend is me. Well, that's yeah, that's no. what I'm saying. They have to prolong the show, like them being in a part of the show. Like I still, everybody's like, we want a six of crow. First of all, I'm going to ruffle some feathers. Go for if it. you're saying Netflix, we want a uh, six of crows spinoff. Why the fuck would they do that? Why would they all of a sudden just turn it around and be like, okay, guys, we're doing this spinoff. And then like, Technically, it does not make sense for them to start an entire new series that they've already developed, because if you don't know anything about it, and people are going to be like, oh, well, you have to watch this first, and then you can start this new Netflix series. Like, it makes no sense. So that's not going to happen. Just saying. It pisses me off when people say that. (laughs) Because it's just going to continue under the shadow and bone umbrella. There's no way they're going to split it up. Well, and what what storyline are they going to do because they've done it all and i'm assuming that season three is going to be the storyline from six of crows so are you just going to do like and that's fine if you want to make it up but at the same time you're not going to stick the original plot of the movie if you make a whole spinoff about shit that hasn't happened and is doesn't exist yeah well they did it with Grey's anatomy they can do it with six of crows you are so (laughs) right i I just googled it and it says not yet if there's going to be a six of crows show eric says they've been working on developing six of crows spinoff and it is quote ready to launch that as its own story but the show is reported million in its early stages they shouldn't do that just keep it as under shadow and bone because it's the whole grishaverse it all melds together so it's fine for it to be one it does all connect they yeah. should have just named the show Grish- the Grishaverse. Yeah. Or they should have, or something like that, like the something. Grisha or something yeah. like, you know what I mean? Because then they could have continued it. I'm really interested to see how they play this whole storyline from Rule of Wolves and King of Scars. I'm really interested to see because we did get a moment at the very end. I know this has never been in order a day in my life. We did get a moment at the end with the B where <laughs> I was like, okay, so they're going to bring up something, but is Zoya going to turn into a dragon? I'm just asking. Well, I also like the at the end when he walks in, first of all, looking like a snack in his outfit. <laughs> but um, Zoya looks at him after he walks out and she goes, I can fix him. And I was laughing my ass off because I was like, girl, you don't know what you're in for. <laughs> but he's a little demon boy now. So have fun fixing that. That'll be That's fun. another reason that they won't be cutting out Ben Barnes because they they literally can't. A part of yeah. him is in Nikolai. And I wonder if they're going to take the little like toe situation and turn it into like him being resurrected and not bring another character and like they're not going to bring Yuri. I think they'll just bring back Ben. ben yeah. yeah, I think so. And that was my thought too. He's the only actor in this show, no offense to the rest of them, but he's the only actor in the show that has any sort of like fandom behind him or was previously mm-hmm. like well-established except for, except maybe you could say Patty has a yeah. little bit of like press, but like, how are you going to cut out Ben Barnes one and two ageism? <laughs> you can't get rid of the grandpa. Okay. <laughs> JK, JK. The grandpa about- stays. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm just saying, like, how are you going to get rid of the main villain? Because it's a really hard story to explain if you haven't read the book. Like, how are you going to be like, well, they took a toe. Yeah. And then they merged it into another man's toe. And then that toe became a person. And then they put him in a tree. Whoops. (laughs) When you say it like that, it really doesn't make sense. (laughs) (laughs) I actually don't remember any of what happened with the Darkling because I I trauma blacked that out. But, like, 
Okay. I have so many thoughts and I need to get them all out. And then we, you guys can decide which ones you want to talk about. Why was the apparat not in this season? We need to talk about David and Jenny. He shows up at the end. Until randomly. the end. Wearing a broom jersey. the very jersey. fucking end. Why are you wearing a hockey jersey, my friend? That is an ugly ass fucking outfit. And the tassels are not for you, sir. I'll just say it. Bad costume design choice. Ugh. That man rocked up here and he was like, you look like a Fred. And where have you been? That part was so bad. Where is he at? And like, okay. Do you guys feel like you needed the part where she gets white hair and turns into a saint and lives in a cave for a year? No. Okay. No. So you were happy with that, like, cut? I do wish her hair had turned white, though. Same. I hated that part of the book. But, like, I don't get why, if it, like, if she has short hair in real life and she has a wig on, like, why did they not just change it? I feel like because of Game of Thrones. Oh. And The Witcher. You're so smart. (laughs) Everybody's obsessed with all these fucking blondies. They don't need to add fucking more. Yeah, but it's, like, accurate to the book. Like, I would have been totally fine with that. I think they were trying to keep her character a certain way. There's just too much saturation in the long white hair magical realm, in my opinion. Totally fair. Granted, look at me. I'm literally washed out because I have white hair. That crown at the end was stunning. She looked great. (laughs) Throwing that out there. Everybody started barfing. Oh my God. That scene was gruesome. I was was giving me Kingsman vibes. Yeah, I'm glad I went back and like a stalker rewatched all the cast reactions to things because there was a part where Nina Matthias, first of all, let's talk about that really quickly. He gets pardoned. This bitch does not bring a copy. Second of all, do they have a fax machine they can send another copy to? (laughs) Third, I watched the reaction of the two of them watching it and they said because Matthias killed a guard, she knew at that moment that she couldn't save him. Did Mm -hmm. you get that? Mm -hmm. I overanalyze everything about that man, so... Okay, so the part where Matthias is, like, fighting the wolves, which, by the way, cried. He, like, throws the knife and kills the guard. And Nina, when Callahan and Danielle, the actors, were re-watching it back, she said, oh, I love the scene because I feel like I, or I knew at that moment, maybe it was Callahan that said it. Callahan says, like, he knows in that moment, like, Nina cannot save him. Her Mm -hmm. pardon that she has from Nikolai of him being a slaver cannot work because he's killed a guard. And I did not get that. Well, I, it's in the book with the the whole pardon thing and Mm -hmm. has literally it says like okay this is you saying you went back on all of your statements and then she has to go to jail or not to jail but she has to be put on trial for like saying she was he was a slaver yeah contempt in the court basically And, um, and so i think that that pardon being like oh this isn't true but now he is a murderer so she was like oh fuck (laughs) here we go but that's the only reason i got that because i'm very slowly highlighting my way through six of crows fair i skimmed the book just the first book recently so i i don't really know what's happening i just thought i don't don't remember remember a single thing from either book i I remember the only thing i remember is Taz like using his brother's dead body to like come back to earth (laughs) that was it so the rest of it i blacked out and Inej wearing yeah. like melted shoes. That was all. The, those are all the things I remember from that entire series. Oh yeah, because she has to like of... climb that, not yeah. like chimney, but is kind of a chimney. I'm not sure what it is. It's like and, an incinerator. Like, yeah. I don't know. Jasper turning a pin into a key. Those are the three things I remember from the entire. Oh yeah, that yeah too. Really minute details that do not matter in the slightest. That is all I remember. That's but I me. feel like that scene. Okay, I get it. Meh. But why did she not go with anybody else? Like, if I was watching that and I hadn't read the books, I'd be like, why did Nina go alone? To where? 
Yeah, to go get Matthias out. Like, why yeah. did Kaz not go with her? Why did she not take some of the dregs, at least? Yeah. Why? If you're going to make the dregs, like, Kaz's gang now, why did they send her alone? She's a crow, and he said it. Yeah. I don't know. That's a good question. Because they all do go... Well, maybe it's because they're trying to set it up for when they do rescue him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, like, season Because they all go. Right. And if you had... I'm just saying, like, that was a moment where it was like... If I hadn't read the books and knew what was coming next, I'd be like, what the fuck? That was stupid. She talks about him constantly. So I feel like it's just, they're just kind of harping on, like, she's kind of desperate. Yeah. Right. You're going to go into a whole ass prison by yourself? Twice. That was the second time she's gone. (laughs) You have to take a boat to get there. (laughs) Take a boat. It's like Alcatraz. You have to take a boat anywhere in Ketterdam, but just saying. Yeah. Um, Can I ask a question really quick? Always. I'm just looking at my notes. This is also, since we're all over the place, who the fuck's the taxidermist? Oh my God. Yes. Yeah. Just watched that and was like, ew, this guy's a psycho. He was yeah. made up, right? I'm pretty sure. Isn't there someone that Inej fights in Crooked Kingdom? It's a girl. It's like a really big deal. It's a girl though. Oh, you're right. It is a woman. She like but, fights her on a tightrope, right? And she has the same skills as her. Yeah. But also I was thinking for a little bit that it was the guy that Kaz like, in the book where he like cuts the guy's eyeballs out or something and then just yeets him off the boat and everybody's like no he literally pulls his eye out with his bare fucking hands yeah. it's not his bare hands but you know what i mean <laughs> his gloved hands thank you very much <laughs> also, yeah <laughs> you know who else wears gloves and has a funny haircut Sherlock noah Holmes. sebastian oh <laughs> who did you say i'm sorry i will always go back to him but somebody was like i posted a video once of him like maybe a year ago from like old concert video of no spashin wearing gloves and his stupid ass haircut and somebody's like he reminds me of kaz brecker and i was like um I capitalized getting Inej free, and I have no idea what context that was. Did they kill Tant Helene, or whatever her name is, her boss in Cookie Kingdom? I don't remember. I don't think so. I don't remember either, but I thought that, that I like I knew that she was the one that they had accused. This is the very beginning. I knew I that she was the one died. that they had accused. She died. Right. But I was like, I don't remember her dying in the book. Yeah, I don't know. Anyways, that made sense. But at the same time, I was like, <laughs> savage. I did like The Chemist. But at the same time, let's talk about David and Genya. Genya. Genya? What's her name? Genya. I was saying it Genya when I was reading it, and then the show came out and they say Genya, and I was like, but I think it's half of them are British. I always read Genya. Yeah. Half of them are British, and so I feel like that's probably why. Yeah, I always said Genya. Oh my god. Really fast. Did you guys pronounce Inej's last name correctly ever? Gaffa? Is that what it is? It's it's Gaffa. Oh, no. I clearly not. did know that, but I don't know if I ever pronounced it or I like knew that it was Gaffa. Gaffa. Jaffa. Sounds... Like, I think reading it, I thought it was Gaffa. I thought it was Gaffa or something. Yeah. And then when Kaz says Inej Gaffa, I was like, excuse me? <laughs> You're like, what did you just say? I actually didn't think about that. Oh, side note. When she fights that guy on the roof and he cuts the back of her arms and the next day she'd be doing flips and shit. Just no. Just no. He cut the tendons of her arms, and that motherfucker is over here stabbing people with antlers. I was like, lies. But then he got stabbed by an antler. That's what I'm saying. I didn't realize that until the second, like, I just watched it. She, like, 
kicks him after she like whoops, slices his it's giving the Kingsman. It's giving Ashley yeah. Kutcher and what's her name? Catherine Heigl. That movie, Killers. It's him and Catherine Heigl and like he's an assassin and he kills that girl on the chandelier. Anyways, going off topic, can we talk about my two favorite people? And by my two favorite, I mean just the one favorite. Who are your two favorite people? David. Jackie Chan. Oh. <laughs> what? <laughs> You're brown? I'm so sorry. What? <laughs> No, Sebastian, if we're on that train right now. If we're on the subject, listen, David, okay, I have so many thoughts. First of all, when he, my, okay, that is one of my main gripes, but I will say, and I think that this is like a thing for people who have read the duology, there is no body, no crime in King of Scars. Like he gets crumpled and they never bring him up again. And it's like, he's gone. And you're like, but how do you know? Like, was he actually there? So I have a feeling he's dead. Do you guys think he's dead? No. I think he's dead. I think he's dead. I want to say he's dead because of the way that they did it. First of all, that was horrendous. I was like, oh, no, 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 no. And then that was immediately started crying. That was a, I, I yeah. was like a little bitch when she was in the elevator and she just started mm-hmm. screaming. Yeah. And then the whole like blood everywhere. That was like one episode. And then the next one was when she like, you know, goes with goes um, Nadia's brother, whose name escapes me at this moment. And Tiffany was like, I thought about shedding a tear. I cried. Yeah. It was sad. <laughs> I cried in the dark enough. trying to avoid Will. I like, I wept. I had to take my glasses off. I was like, I think. When I she th- said that she couldn't feel his familiar heartbeat, I, I wept like a bitch. And then yeah. when she found his ring and yeah. tore up. I That's the reason I think he's really <laughs> me dead too. is because in the book, he dies like their wedding night. Yeah. So yeah, instead of like true. adding this full side story that is actually pretty unnecessary to the show... They were just like, ah, we'll just kill him now, which is like kind of fucked up on their part. My problem with that is that he's such a big part of King of Scars with like creating the inventions and shit with Nikolai mm-hmm. that like I don't know why they would kill him off. Yeah. But at the same time, like I could see them doing it being like, oh, he's a side character. This is where we wanted like. But they know. also have the option to bring him back because you yeah. know, he's dead. Just so they could, they could literally do both. It depends on who says what and brings it up when they go over shit. They could just bring up the part because they never showed a big part of Nikolai's actual character is that he is an adventurer right. as well. Like this whole ship he created, this was his idea. He and you don't really see that at all in the show. So they could yeah. be doing that. They could be saving that for later. I'm really worried that they're going to just let Nikolai like do his own thing and not bring David back, which honestly in the game of life is really devastating to me because he's such a good actor. I love him so much. Do it for it the hurt. for that man's career. Bring yeah. him back. This is this is our petition. We liked him. <laughs> His mannerisms are so good. I think he brings a lot of like justice to that character. And I just think that he had a lot of really good points and lines in this one. And like the part where he talks to Kenya in the cave and he's like, I don't know a lot about people, <laughs> but I know a lot about like metal. And she's like, what are you talking about? And then he goes, I just, I'm done. Anyways, that part was beautiful where he was like, your beauty is your armor. And then I wept like a little bitch and then they killed him off. And I just, I haven't been the same since. Continued weeping. No one else could have played him. He did so good. He was so good. I will say Mal had a lot of really good lines in here too. When the part when they're making out in the hallway, this is a total side note. And then like episode three when he makes, and nobody caught this. And I had to go back and tell the two of you when they're standing there and he's like i know you want to protect rabka and she's like yeah i'm here for them and he's like i don't give a shit you're my nation you're my flag and then my soul melted into a puddle yeah that was a good line (laughs) they had a lot of besides tiffany's favorite line they had a lot of story like book lines the darkling had 
probably all his most favorite famous lines. He did all of them. Yeah. Yes. Okay. My favorite part. I was watching with Grace, and I was like, "Dang, this would be a really good moment for him to say the problem with wanting is it makes us weak." And then immediately after, he fucking said it. Like immediately. So funny. We both looked at each other. We're like, "Oh my god." (laughs) And I, I died. The line where Bagra goes, "What is infinite? The universe and the the greed of men." Mm-hmm. yes yes he, oh the darkling just had like so many of his good ones i mean if the darkling got all his lines and baggy bagra got all her lines then why can tolia and tamar not get theirs yeah that's what i'm saying and we had improbable Thank and impossible and improbable so yeah and nikolai got his too this motherfucker i just yeah. i don't understand that line is just so important to those characters because they say it every single time they separate every and single time and, like, he had the conversation where he was like, oh, my father taught me stories and, like, this is why we're so close oh, and all that, that. And that would have been a perfect moment for them to say. The line is, despise your heart. And the return is, I have no heart. Okay, there it is. The Darkling, what I was thinking of is, you live in a single moment, I live in a thousand. That's one of my favorite. That is a great line. For somebody as fucked up as he is, he's got some sweet, sweet villain oh. lines. So good. I forgot in the book. He do you guys remember? How does Bagra die? He kills her, right? Or she she commits suicide? I don't know. I don't know. I remember in the Ooh. show, but I don't remember in the book at all. How does Bagra die? Oh, uh, the Darkling kills her. That's what I thought. Oh, yeah. So I did like that he was kind of sad about the whole thing with her. And I think their relationship is very different because in the book, he's like actually supposed to be 17 looking I know he's mm-hmm. really old, but he's supposed to be like 17 looking. And I do like, he's like a little bit older and we get that dynamic between them. Yeah. I like that. He was like, hey, mom, I brought some figs, your favorite. She's like, you think warm fruit's going to make me happy? <laughs> and I was laughing my ass off because I was like, yeah, what? Where did you think you were going with that? She's literally in a cage. And before that, she was literally in a cave, cave. with water, which I don't know how that bitch could not get out. I feel like she didn't water. want to. I don't know. I would have been but nice. when he snipped her fingers off with a pair of gardening shears, I threw up a little bit in my mouth. A little, little plier action. Just, I really thought they were going to do that to Mal, though. I know they weren't, mm-hmm. but like, I really felt like they might. I also felt like they might. I would like to say, just for the fans of the group who are big fans of Shadow and Bones, if that is you out there, I'm so sorry. But uh, I am really sad that we didn't get I Am Become Blade as a back tattoo, <laughs> and I'll never be over it. Is it perhaps because it's stupid? No. I just want to know what Lee was thinking when she decided I am become a blade. Like, that doesn't even fucking make sense. I'm never going to. Grammatically incorrect. But I think because if you, like, do it in Russian, it's the same way as, like, a lot of other languages. I am the blade. I am become blade. I become the blade. Yeah. Don't know. Unsure. I guess it does have, like, a Russian. Yeah. Like, because... I don't know. It's still stupid. It's it's really dumb. I think it's the direct <laughs> translation from whatever made up language she has, which I'm assuming is Russian. I mm-hmm. think that's the direct translation. But at the same time, you could have directly translated it the correct way. What else? I feel like that's a lot of it. I like that we got a what should we call ourselves from Jesper. Jesper had a, re- a lot of really good lines in this one. I think they like stayed pretty true to his character. And I appreciate does. that we got the buttons chopping off the girl's hand, which was the most disgusting thing I've ever seen in my entire higher life and she like didn't know and i was like excuse me you wouldn't like feel that lack of appendage yeah but i like that we got the like what should we call ourselves 
the bastards yeah. of the whatever and then he was like the five of yeah and then everybody's like no that was moving beautiful. on that was beautiful because they're not done yet they're not they're not complete yeah they panned out so baby. fast the friend that dies that's like nikolai's best friend was he made up too no i think he he was supposed to be kirigan i think because remember there's a kirigan that has his friend that like also was an inventor yeah did no one ever notice that they said uh general kirigan and i was like isn't that his fucking friend in rule of wolves and maybe another one i don't know but yeah i'm pretty his friend is named something kerrigan that actually sounds very familiar we didn't talk a lot about it other than his bruins jersey but i don't like that they discluded the apparat like i get it because he's a weird character but at the same time he is such a big part of ruin and rising mm-hmm. i almost hated that he wasn't included either don't include him at all or include him properly yeah. right why bring him in at the end for what purpose to say five fucking things because they're gonna bring him in probably for nikolai's next jaunt i don't know yeah i don't get why they brought him in at all like that was such a weird dynamic between the two of them too because i was like is he even a part of rule of wolves i genuinely don't remember king of scars i don't remember either can we talk about patty's abs in that scene absolutely <laughs> i literally was like yes we can <laughs> whoa i was not whoa. expecting that. in daddy patty <laughs> real i was like okay so nikolai is shredded ripped that scene was Fucking, he can't he just has everything i mean granted he's a demon now but he's hot he's the king he's like so smart like, we're in our monster romance era so i am fine with that true i've, I've loved worse men okay <laughs> i haven't but <laughs> you are correct I'm so cute i love them this cast if i were him i would have also been like yeah i know Danny and Cal are watching his scene. She goes, your abs. And he's like analyzing the scene and talking about how hard it is. And she's like, but you look hot. And he's just like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I do. You're right. Correct. He looks so hot shirtless. thought that would be my thing. But like, he just looks like he lives. Well, he kind of does. But in the frozen tundra, just a warm, big man. He had to, like, grow that hair out to stay warm. So I was into it. I just feel like that the office, like, cap cut TikTok edit over where the scene where Kaz is, like, fucking everybody up and you're, like, trying not to be turned on by the scene. Like, that is it for me. <laughs> he was looking- That is my type. Thank you. Yep. He was looking feral the entire season. He spent the entire season with black and blue face. Obsessed. So- he got beat up twice. I honestly, I would have even been fine with Mal. I'm not even gonna lie. There wasn't a man on the show this season that was doing any wrong. Mm-mm. Except for Creepy McCreeperton, the heir to the throne. Oh, yeah. And the apparat. Yeah. Okay, well. <laughs> he was fine, too. <laughs> honestly, <laughs> I'll do it. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> little fight the power. Uh, anyways, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, you're right. Okay, listen, the main characters, they, they could do nothing. <laughs> I just love them so much. They really make it. I feel like this season was like really unhinged and they definitely took the storyline a little too too many plot lines. Yes. Yeah. I think that was then it. Then we're gonna be in Shuhan and then we're gonna be here and then we're in Novi's M and then we're here and then we're like might as well have gone to fucking Firda and everywhere else on the fucking map. Like calm the fuck down. <laughs> <laughs> like well, we make it a point to talk about how Ravkins can't get out and they're all stranded, but we just fucked around and went everywhere this literally season? Everywhere. like how would you get out 
Well, and like they did the the scene at the very end when the fold is destroyed, they like show the Fjordans. And I was like, I did not realize that they were just right there on the border staring at the fold. Like, hey, <laughs> hey girl, hey. Just me and my I little get a sniper's nest just hanging. Isn't there was... like a whole thing in the book too where they are searching for the firebird and a part of the problem is that they're going into another country and they're not allowed there? Mm-hmm. I will say I am severely disappointed we didn't get a CGI'd Firebird. Yeah. Right? Like a like, up the cliff. Why not? Because the Firebird still exists. Yeah, he saw a thing. Two he... different kinds. I forgot about that. I hate that. Now and the actual bird itself, but the bird is not what they're looking for. Yeah. And I hated that they kept calling him the firebird. I was like, let it go. Just call him the third amplifier and like move the fuck on. Like mm-hmm. calling him, well, like Mount is the firebird. It's like, no, the firebird is a thing and it's its own thing. He just happens to be the third amplifier because Morisova stuff, stove. Morisova. 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 Sova. Fucked it all up. They, it, it's spelled Morisova, but they pronounce i feel like all of them pronounce it more so but yeah like there's an i in the middle but there's not that guy like because he messed it up but we literally get a whole firebird scene they climb up the mountain they're like it flies over them like where was that in all of this they could have done that instead of the fucking sword heist Mm -hmm. amen yeah i feel like it was important to have something that could destroy the fucking demons but Selena, tiffany tell everybody about your favorite part that you felt was full circle with inej and alina how it annoyed me that inej gave her the sword <laughs> yes and then inej is like oh. you should have this like what the fuck mm-hmm. why would you just give it to somebody else this bitch just beat your ass over this sword Literally, also, the um, entire Grisha that are, like, defending the king are getting wiped off of planet Earth, and the crows, all human except for Jesper, show up and save the day. Like, that was my, that was one of my favorite fucking parts. Every single time. I was like, hallelujah. (laughs) Thank God they're here. That part was really weird. Like, I got what they were kind of doing, but the animated, like, bird flying into the guy that was actually an axe was really weird to me. That was so graphic. No one remembers that part. No. Burned in my no. brain. You don't remember that? <laughs> I'm like, what are you talking The The guy about? that had like the wind or whatever that couldn't talk. Mm. They like threw uh, an axe at him and just um, Wyland had like thrown powder in his face and he, he thought it was a crow coming at him and it was actually like Tamar's axe. Mm. You remember that part? Right after. Yeah, she- I do like- now. Yeah. And then like Nikolai like shot her in the neck. I was like, this is oh, so graphic. Yeah. Netflix likes their uh, special effects department. Yeah. It was just weird. Like the crows come and save everybody again. Really? Again? Mm-hmm. I loved that part. I thought it was brilliant. I and... feel like they're trying to build into being like, okay, they have so many of these missions under their belt that the ice court is supposed to be this impossible mission. It- in in reality, in the book, it being like, this is supposed to be impossible. And then, like, three fucking teenagers are like, we can do it. And convince another three fucking teenagers to do it. So I feel like they're trying to get a little bit of background into, like, this is what they do for a living kind of thing. Heisting and shit. Yeah. Heisting. Because I, it, just, uh, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah, but I also feel they like would... they haven't explained that the ice... I hope that they do that in the next season. I hope they explain how difficult it is to get into the ice court because I feel like we get a lot of moments where it's like Kaz already has a plan before they've even started. 
and he knows that like they're gonna accomplish it either way which i'm totally fine with like i like that setup that he's the mastermind and like Mm -hmm. we have so much faith in them and all that kind of stuff but at the same time it's like we haven't really gotten any of the ice court so i'm curious how they're gonna play that in the next season because it's weird like Nobody knows that that's like the impenetrable fortress yet. Yeah. Well, Matthias is a big part of, in that because they yeah. literally like get him out of jail. He wakes up. He's like being psycho. And they're like, oh, yeah, this is what we need you to do. And he literally like laughs. He's like, no, demon, get away from me. Like he literally is like, that's not going to happen. And they're like, well, we're not going in as guests. We're going in jail. And everybody's like, what the fuck? Yeah. So, yeah i don't know i feel like he has he's the only one with the background so it makes sense that he is probably gonna lay it all out hopefully fair i agree because that's the only way it would make sense because no one else would know oh wyland said he knew actually about the ice court mm-hmm. yeah there was yeah because like he went there as a kid yeah he went with his dad and so they were like oh yeah we need you to like describe how to get in and like the whole layout and stuff and Matthias was like okay and Kaz was like oh by the way Wyland's been there so he's gonna keep you honest and Matthias is like so in the book right yeah I don't remember any of the book literally the only reason is because I just read that part so that's very very like I said I'm very slowly highlighting my way through I'm highlighting a lot of books right now I I'm really interested to see where they take the next season. I think that they moved the storyline along enough. Like the end made everyone intrigued enough to see what's going to happen next. It made sense like where they took it, but I think they just went so far off the rails. It was like, why? I don't know. It's not even why, because it makes sense that like they're going to keep Alina. But at the same time, it was like her story ends and just move on, you know? Well, I think they're going to overlap. Like, she's still a part of King of Scars and things like that. Like, she's still in it. Yeah. Like, just do the thing. Like, make her storyline what it was and just move on. Like, she doesn't have to be the Darkling because what they're going to do is they're going to bring him back. And then, then, like, they're going to end up... I don't know if they'll end up together, but, like, they're going to end up... They're probably going to be connected still. In cahoots. My... So my mother had a theory that, like, because she killed Mal, she got a part of the, like, Darkling power. But you guys were saying you think because she did the Marzost. Marzost? Yeah. Yeah. In the book, that's what makes her lose her power. Right. So I think because she used it, because I think it's Nina who tells her in the show. I don't know who tells her in the show. Like, you don't know what's going to happen if you use this. And then she does it anyway. And she ends up with, like, the Darkling's powers. Mm -hmm. Which makes no sense. None at all. And my mom was saying she thinks it's because she killed Mal. And if we're not going based off of the book, we're going based off of whatever they've decided to make up. She took some of the stag's power when she absorbed the stag. She took some of the sea whip's power when she absorbed the sea whip. Maybe she took some of Mal's power. And because he's part of the like Maristov. Morozova line. Thank you. That he has that like darkling power in him. And she took some of that with her. And that was why. Yeah. But she took it when she killed him. Yes, right. That's what my mother was saying. She's killed all three of the amplifiers when she tried not to kill the sea whip. Yeah, that part was fucked up. She's like, don't kill it. And then she turns around and was like, oh, fuck, it's killing Mel. Guess I have to kill it. And just like was completely fine with that. Yeah, just literally blew its eyeball out with some sunbeams. Mm-hmm. Like you couldn't have just maybe stunned it or just like burnt it a little. <laughs> Enough okay. to let it go. A crispy fish stick? I don't know. Like you really threw the eyeball. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 
literally that part made me really mad because i think the animation was really good but that is an entire book one and two that thing was supposed to be the size of a boat it was the size of the wolves (laughs) (laughs) i was so pissed i was like what the fuck is this little snakey ass snake snake i'm a snake i'm a snake i'm a snake That part was really, I was just so annoyed by how they did all of that. And like, it is a whole book. Like it literally is. And you develop so much of her relationship. And then they were like, well, we're just going to kill her off. And then, you know, like, let's go into the fold. Also, they definitely could have flown over the fold. I'm just going to throw that out there. But they flew right into it. Although I know they were trying to destroy it. But I, we had this conversation, like it went infinitely up into the sky, I think, in the book. And in the show, you definitely could have like flown right on over it. And they were like, we can't dig under it because the bulk are here. And it's like, yeah, but then fly over it. Yeah. I'm like out of thoughts, I think. I think that was like all the things I had other than that, like it was devastating. I cried a little bit at the beginning. As soon as we saw Kaz's backstory, Jesper and his mom, that part was horrific. Oh, that was so sad. Everybody was like, I like that Jesper's like, did everybody have fabulous dreams? And Kaz is just like traumatized. He <laughs> was like, I saw nothing. And then Nez was like, me too. And I was like, Ugh. me three. <laughs> And then it's just like, I wish I didn't see anything. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Biggest cl- cock block ever. Well, like, I, okay, that part would actually, with Inej, like, her daydream, I get it. But at the same time, like, Kaz's was literally his brother drowning him. And Jesper's <laughs> was, like, his traumatizing moment speaking to his mom about him telling him he wasn't good enough. And Tamar's was, like, him killing his sister. And Inej just like, the boy who can't touch a real human skin is touching me. And I was like, can we get the trauma of your brother getting fucking kidnapped and you sold to a slaver, please? Thank you very much. Where are They literally drag from? her from her bed. And then she gets sold to a whorehouse. They, like, her trauma that, is awful. That would have been a good time to bring in her, like, at least a little bit of her backstory. Absolutely. Right. Her getting dragged out of a caravan and sold into slavery. Like, thank you. Because they end the season with her, like, hunting down the slaver ship. And I was like, but anybody that hasn't, like, really, really been paying attention doesn't no, understand what's fucking going on. Because they mention it in the first season with her and the, the conductor. And she's like, oh, do you sell boys and girls? And he was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. And she's like, okay, I work with a menagerie. And that was like that. But it's like, that would have been the perfect time for them to bring that up. But instead... They can bring up her and her fuckboy problems because Kaz a fuckboy. Not a literal one, but maybe a <laughs> metaphoric one. He a glove boy. I don't know. <laughs> I just wish that they had in any way like shown how, because it almost makes her seem insensitive when she's like, I'll have all of you or none of you. Mm-hmm. When a part of the reason why they are such a good match is because she also has that trauma that she does not like to be touched either. She chooses him. Mm-hmm. Yes trust him even though he's Mm -hmm. a shady bitch and like the conversation like you do get a little bit of the gloves when they're in Chuhan and she brings it back to him and all that but like there is not a real genuine conversation or like I guess if I was just watching and I didn't know I wouldn't know why Kaz is so like icky about the glove thing like you kind of get it when they keep doing the flashback of him touching dead bodies but like it's not in the same way that I feel like it is in the book where he uses his whole brother's body to float back to the ocean. And he's like, I, and I don't know how they could have explained that better, but I think they could have done a better job of being like, he does not touch people. Yeah. They only do it when he just has, he has a few little freak out moments, like in the beginning with the, yes. And someone touches him and he like freaked the fuck out. Nina. And that part was really weird because it's like, Nina doesn't know and it's like at that point she should know you know what I mean yeah that was a lot of no's 
I just wish that maybe we got that like either out loud or an internal monologue of some form. And I don't know how they would do that, but it's like, mm-hmm. it's not, it's not symbolized important enough for the group of why Kaz does not like to touch people. You know what I mean? I mean and that, they, yeah. He could have done it right before he goes into like, cause Nina comes in after he like has a moment with Inej and she's like bleeding everywhere. And, and Nina goes, he's just shit at first aid or something like that. <laughs> when it really, you could see that it's like, physically upsetting him that he's like trying to help her but they could have done a moment where he like reinforced like pulled his gloves tighter redid them or something yeah or he touched her but I don't know or her saying like I know you're not comfortable and him being like no I'm gonna do this for you like that would have been a really simple line I think yeah although that could have been subtle in a meaningful way I know that that specific line doesn't, or that specific scene doesn't happen in Crooked Kingdom, but there is one very similar, and I appreciate that we did get that part where he, mm-hmm. like, does take care of her, and it's like, mm-hmm. and I think they think about breathing each other's air. Scandalous. Scandalous. Honestly. <laughs> Meanwhile, Nina five chili peppers hooked up in a fucking whaling hut, so... <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I love the flashbacks that we got from that. I don't know if anybody else feels the same way. I was like, hot, hot, hot! crying they're my favorite i love them this is how babies are made <laughs> i would have his babies is okay he may be like a high key witch hunting racist but he's my witch hunting <laughs> racist oh my god yeah i need to stop reading hor- horrible romance novels i think they're rooting and melting my brain <laughs> Those are some moments I feel like they could have done a little bit better with explaining like what where Kaz's real trauma came from because we got it, but at the same time, like you don't really understand how bad it was. And the same, like you were saying, Tiffany, like it kind of brushes off all the things that Inej has been through because she this like she was sold into slavery and had to like work in a whorehouse, and they don't ever bring that up, other than her being like, I belong to the menagerie. And it's like, yeah, but what did you have to do beforehand? Like you have to be traumatized from that, right? Yes, exactly. That's like, that's why her entire character, like they, they could have added it in and they didn't fucking do it. I just don't understand. Again, they added the sword heist, but did not add Inej's background. Thank you. And they end the season with her hunting on the slaver ship that stole her. Just for fuck's sake. Like, no one is going to understand that. No one is going to understand that. No one. I, I didn't even understand it. When he like gives her the money and he's like, go off and find the people that took you. I was like, what people? Who took you? I just can't. I get we know. But yeah. Yep. Yes. Yes. The chances of her finding her brother are so slim. And we never get that in the story, right? No. Okay. No, the story Crooked Kingdom ends with her like leaving. And then you see her again in Rule of Wolves, I think. And I think she that- is hunting them down and she hasn't found him. Side note, really curious as to how they're going to do the zombies. <laughs> zombies? Yeah, like when, when Inez is fighting that girl and they're on the tightrope, Nina like brings back a bunch of dead people to like catch oh, Inez yeah. if she falls. Like, You mean when she couldn't bring her dead boyfriend back to life? I'll never. Love that back. for you, Nina, you lazy bitch. Salty. <laughs> Did you she just really she love just him? Decide, oh, well, you know, I'm just going to haul his dead ass body back in a fucking sleigh. All the way back to Fiona. And then promptly fall in love with someone else. And not even try to bring him back. A child, no less. A child. A child that, yeah, no. Of the enemy. Yeah. 
that girl they would have been really good as like mentors nina needed just some time to heal something you're like literally obsessed Nadia? with getting him out of jail for the beginning of you know when we meet you and then just he dies and you're just like <laughs> ooh, that was traumatic dicey uh, i'm really interested to see how they what they do with nina and her powers i'm interested to see if they bring in like everything that happens i honestly am i'm curious if they're gonna kill matthias off i really thought he was gonna eat it like this season was anybody else under the assumption that we were gonna get ice court heist this season yes (laughs) i was i was confident and then i know that both you guys did but like i was fully like hey what's gonna happen what is I did not expect my poor little baby to spend the entirety of season two in jail. <laughs> I, I do appreciate that they didn't make him kill the wolves. Yeah. So true. So true. He has to kill them in the book, I think. Yes. I thought that the season was going to be them planning for the ice court heist. And that was what they were going to come home to. Like them deciding. And I, I like, like I said, I get the ending and I like how they kind of end it in a dramatic way, but it's like, it's so different and it's so chaotic. And it's like, you're just trying to keep like Jesse and Ben in the show, which is fine. But at the same time, like, don't call it Shadow and Bone. Start over. (laughs) Yeah, that's why I'm still very confident that they cannot just fuck off and make an entire new series under Six of Crow name. Because they would have done it at the end of this, I think, right? Like- is the ice court heist going to be like the six of crows spinoff? Yeah, no. which I just it shouldn't be because you lose all of basically all the background and then you have to retell half of what just happened. Yeah, I think collectively I liked everything, but together it was too much. We could have simplified it. They could yeah. have, and they chose not to. But even I say simplify <laughs> by not doing everything that was done because. We did go on a long rant about how single books were just hacked into like half episodes. So, yeah, I will say, I think a lot of what happens in Siege and Storm and Ruin and Rising could be combined into one, but mm-hmm. I don't get why they decided to do Siege and Storm, Ruin and Rising, King of Scars, and Crooked Kingdom all in one season. That is mm-hmm. too many because those books are long. There's so much plot, there's so much character development. And I honestly didn't, I genuinely, I don't know if you guys felt the same way. I was genuinely shocked when they brought in the storylines and like kind of left those Easter eggs in there from King of Scars, because that is such an underrated duology and like nobody's read it. Yeah. I just, I wish that they had not included it at all. They could have. Do you think it's because- It bothers me. I also feel like there wasn't enough hype. Yeah. Do you feel like the writers are doing that because Netflix has a penchant to approve three seasons? 100%. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. They just wanted to jam as much as possible into it. Well, that's where they fucked up. Because the last Netflix thing Ben Barnes was in, they literally canceled it after two seasons. I think it's nice that they have the budget of Netflix, but at the same time, I don't think that if it was like Hulu or HBO or something, like they would, the justice would have been done by doing all seven. And at the same time, like Shut on Bone is a really boring series. Like it is very YA. There's like too much and not enough that goes on in those first two books. But I like really feel like King of Scars and Rule of Wolves can stand on its own. And Six of Crows is like, it deserves its own moment. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I didn't like that it was like, they really threw the entire plot of Crooked Kingdom into two episodes. That like, really why would you do that? Why? That was such a big deal too. So annoying. And they just kind of brushed it off. And you were like, what, what respect have you given the crows? None. L- not an ounce. 
<laughs> and then at the end, she was like, well, what we're going to do is we're going to give all of these people magical powers. And then you know who's going to save them? The humans. You're welcome. And I was like, why it's is that a fucking happened? human? <laughs> it's always the crows, honestly. The crows save everyone, always. Mm-hmm. And I respect that. I agree. It makes sense. And I see why they did it. And I think the cohesion is good. It's just like, if you've ever read the book, you're kind of like, why did you do this? It's a lot, but not enough at the same time. That's how I feel Summarize too. Summarize this season. Fully. I enjoyed it, but it was a lot and not enough at the same time. I'm thankful that I got it, but I did not enjoy my time. I 100% agree. What was your guys' star rating for this season? That's what I was going to say. Three and a half. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I liked it, but I didn't like it enough. I feel <laughs> similarly how I did when we finished Chain of Thorns. Yeah. Those are fighting words. You expect a lot and they did like, not deliver. Yeah, plot yeah, no, wise. I mean. Season one was amazing. And then, like, I fully expected to have that same nostalgic feeling and then season two comes around and i'm like this is fucking insane i am worried for season three as an entity like if it's ever going to exist because when season one came out i think we found out like a week later they were like we renewed for season two and we have yet to hear anything about season i think three. it took them a little they've renewed like really weird shows that no one watches so i see no reason that they wouldn't yeah i'm concerned but i will take your very solid i don't know what i'm looking for evidence (laughs) enthusiasm yeah evidence and take that to the grave i would probably give it like a four only because i think that i don't know the name of her but the girl that plays jenya like her acting was amazing and i wept and i think that we i got what i wanted to get out of the season like kaz's backstory jesper had really good lines I think Zoya was like really punchy and punky and like she had a lot of like enthusiasm in the season. And I think the development between Jenya and David was really good. So like because I want the show to continue, I'm going to give it a four, but probably like a three and a half. And also like we we got a lot of background this season, which I really appreciate. And I loved her and we got really good lines from her. And it was just enough that it made sense when she died. And I wasn't like as sad as I thought I was going to be. Yeah. I feel like my favorite part and like what I think was most executed well was all of the characters. I feel like I had no real gripe with like the main cast. That one weird recent Grisha Tidemaker chick was weird and I didn't like her at all. The ones included in the original plot. (laughs) She was not a great addition. No, she's annoying. And I was like, who's this fucking goth chick? Who invited her? And that's coming from Grace. Yeah. So, but I would say the A plus for me and like why I thought I liked it. Majority of the reason was character driven for sure. I agree. Yeah. I think this cast just has me in a chokehold. So. Yeah. Actually, that's not really true. Absolutely. Literally every single person in the cast. Perfect. 10 out of 10. I just recently discovered that Danielle, who plays Nina and Matthias Callahan, have matching tattoos and they are beautiful and I love their relationship so, so much. And he has a wolf tattoo and it's beautiful. I love him. I love them all. Do you guys have any final thoughts? We've been here for like three hours. No. No, I don't think so. Well, thank you for coming to our very unhinged episode of the Shadow and Bone Review. Uh, (laughs) It has been three years since I've read the first book. It has been three years since you guys have read it as well. It's been 30 minutes since Tiffany and Grace read six of crows and yeah basically i skim read it and i like to pretend i know everything (laughs) it's been at minimum two years since i read (laughs) six of crows but i have a lot of thoughts about how it was not like the original plot fingers crossed for next season 
think it'll I think it'll happen. I do think there's enough hype. Okay. We'll be back with our mostly negative opinions in two years. Yeah, I was gonna say that earlier. (laughs) That is so true. Thank you guys so much for coming on. I had such a great time. I spit beer everywhere. I had a great time. (laughs) (laughs) This was like the most unhinged we've ever been. And that is including the good names, bad names episode. (laughs) Beer came out of my mouth so quickly. (laughs) Yeah. Shout out to Sebastian from Bad Omens. Love you, boo. Thanks. We see you on uh, more Thank unhinged. You for having us <laughs> in like yeah. two weeks. Well, for okay. Us. Bye. Bye. Oh my god. Thank you guys for tuning into this week's episode. Hope you enjoyed it. If you aren't following us, go ahead and follow us on TikTok and Instagram at the Bookish Banter Podcast. Please make sure to subscribe and leave us a five star review. And thank you guys again for all of your support. Have a great day.